0: You are listening to the Fresh Take Network.
1: What it is, what it do. Welcome to Put It On The Board. Oops, Joshua Adam, why am I with not here? We're about to listen to a fantastic podcast with the head coach of the Calgary Dinos, Damian Jennings, and some fantastic players from the women's squad. We have Luis Rouse. Amelie Collin, and Maya Proctor. And from the men's side, you have Nate Patrone, Noah Wharton, and Javier ramos Isquero. We're going to talk to them about the 23-24 season they just had, going to playoffs, and much more. So welcome to the podcast. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, everyone. We are privileged to welcome in head coach of the women's basketball team, Damian Jennings. Coach Jennings, how's it going?
2: Very good. Good to be with you, Josh.
1: So, Damo, it's been a, a fantastic year for your squad. Last year, you go to the Canada West final, looking to get back there, but this time, pick up the win. Ultimately, kind of talk about the season as a whole. It's been a great season, nationally ranked pretty much the whole season. And it, you've got a great squad here.
2: Yeah, and I'll be, you know, to be quite frank, I, I think we've overachieved in some ways, and I'm not frightened to sort of claim it and say it. and And as a group, we're okay with the language because... You know, um, the expression I've used since day one is we're middle aged to young and there's actually uh, a significant number of individuals who are performing very well this year who ultimately watched a lot of basketball last year who's really playing well and um, w- watched a lot of last year, even though she was obviously part of a squad and sometimes was in the roster, etc. There's a number of them like that, um, even to the point of like Miriam and Louise and, uh, and their contributions last year in Sydney. And, you know, so uh, with those that moved on from last year, there's a group now that have had a lot more asked of them that are actually still quite youthful. Um, so, yeah, really proud of the group. Um, we believe we're overachieving, but at the same time having a lot of fun doing it.
1: One of the key things we've been able to see from your squad is the team defense. Just unbelievable on especially when the inbound comes in. Is that something you guys have been working on? As soon as that ball's put up by the other team, you
2: try to get that ball back. Yeah, it's a it's a funny thing as a to try trying to describe to people because actually. I've had the reinforcement too, because I haven't changed the style of basketball that I I want to see. So obviously you're trying to infuse this into a, a group that claimed to be 2022, 20, 23, then the 2023, 20, 24, then there'll be the 2024, 20, 25 group. And really it's up to them in some ways as to how this kind of manifests itself. But I've always believed in converting from your offense immediately to a 94 feet worth of defense, which is why when people sort of say, Oh, why are you pressing? I, I I just don't have a plan B. This is the way we play defense. So I've thoroughly enjoyed, um, really this group choosing to play in that manner, because it means now it's way more akin to how I want to see the game. So therefore I'm able to help this group a little bit more rather than fight against these kind of instincts that I want to, uh, that I have as a coach and want to see the defense play out. So yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, and, um, it's caused a ton of problems for a lot of teams and it's been fascinating, actually, because uh, Dave Waknock at Lethbridge, you know, you know, he, he came to us just a couple of weeks ago and he was saying, you know, this is this looks like one of your original Dinos teams. So, again, it's another example of I haven't changed in the way that we do things. It's just that the groups choose to sort of grab this and run with it or or not so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know that press for better or for worse there's been some teams that don't like how much you guys press, but like you said I think, you know, when you put in what your desire and what your game plan is for basketball, you don't really want to pull it back because once you pull it back, then what do you do going forward with that?
2: Yeah, and again, let's take for example the 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 Thompson Rivers game where obviously there was it was outweighted in in um, experience or talent, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, you're taking a little bit of heat just because of the way that you're, you're constantly going after it. and it's not and it, and, it, and you're not. I wasn't even thinking in that way. It's just this is the way we play. So yeah. when you start to get into those kind of ethical aspects of it you just kind of forget well we're not a high school program this is the next level and it's just one of those scenarios where everything goes well you know the the, the defense they were choosing we were left with open shots which we made we're at home and this is the defense that if anyone watches us we do week in week out whether it's sask or, or tru or lethbridge or alberta or Reju- it doesn't matter who it is um and again that manifests itself in 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 different ways as far as how effective it is yeah, you
1: know, you, you talked about everyone growing. You took a, a great guard last year, Mac Turptich, and now you had someone this year, Anomaly Collin, who I thought stepped up on all sides, and she's someone particularly that unbelievably stepped up on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, and, and you can tell because she's she's run that that fine line of, of, of where it can be a foul in that energy and that instinct. I mean, for me, she's the best defensive player in Canada West, if not the country, one-on-one, and just the desire. I mean, to me, defense is, yes, it's it's rebounding. Yes, it's shot blocking and rim protecting. And often you see it um sort of the accolades go towards that individual. But to me, it's about that tenacity of someone who cares about the one v one, cares about causing a problem, and is' just a genuine nuisance. And uh, she's the number one in the country for me. and she's she just sets the tone for us. And um, you've seen it because you've been calling it when we've, when she's been in foul trouble, our team just seems different. Um, So regardless of whether she's scoring, assisting, which she also does very well. uh, The thing we really miss from her is just the heartbeat that she provides and the glue to that defense. And it seems infectious because her backcourt mate in Miriam Cohn. Now she's become a really good
1: defender and her jump in her sophomore year has been great, but now it seems that defensive side's been infectious, not just from Cohn, from Proctor, from everybody
2: no it is and and there's a group on the floor from five to one almost that depending on actually it's been done in multiple groups but you're absolutely right it is infectious and i think that again the tone is set by amelie because she doesn't have an off switch you know and then miriam follows it and of course miriam is so athletic and likes to play that sort of feisty jumpy in the lanes looking at getting some steals and disruption and deflections so it is very infectious you're absolutely right and um yeah, we've got a few like that. I mean, even even like the longer wings, like Lilia, um, yeah. and then as you say, Maya. Maya can play from three to five for us, and even then, like Sydney, who who just plays way more um, in front of her check than perhaps the five position that she is. And Louise is finding her way in that in that realm too. So, yeah, we're getting a little bit of a committee style approach to it, but uh, there's no doubt about it. A- 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 Emily starts the tone
1: about with the committee very interesting the start of the season almost to like the last five games luis was coming off the bench and was hmm. the top scorer on the team and now she's kind of found her way in the starting lineup what was the decision to have her kind of bring the energy off the bench and then ultimately put her into starting lineup
2: yeah it's uh it's an interesting one because obviously it, it, you'd think it, it looks more calculated than it probably is i mean i have always believed that there's a not necessarily a platoon approach in the sense of, okay, these five bring these things and these five bring these things. So it's not quite as fixed as that kind of platoon approach, but I do believe obviously the the, the game is always described as in runs and that's where basketball's at, right? That's why the timeout can be so valuable to stop a run of some kind from the opponent. And if nothing else, it's definitely in waves so you've got obviously a starting group, which traditionally tends to be by most the best players. I don't see it that way. I see it as in the waves of the game and trying to get the advantages within those waves. So where do you want to place people at what fatigue index of your opponent, where you're putting in certain skill sets and attributes, possibly a little bit like a chess game, but at the same time, um, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, and, and then there are just, there are tones that you're setting from a, from a cultural perspective. And um, you know, there's certain leadership that uh, the Sydney Milan's of the world and the Myers and their relationship. And then sometimes you're looking at the working week and who's worked well together. And, and then you're looking at the combination against the opponent coming in. And so I I don't let the players read into it too much. I don't, as you can see at the beginning of the game, we don't, we don't have anyone sat on the bench and calling out the starters and high-fiving them. They're all out there as a group. I, I'll do everything I can to stop worshipping the individual in any in any part of the rituals that are FIBA related. Um, I will literally do the opposite if I could. Um, I'm not I'm not big on the old individual accolades thing, but that's just the way I approach stuff so but I'm not playing games either. Um, uh, so at the moment uh, we obviously had Sydney out with a concussion for a period of time. So a little bit of traction lost there. So then there's a, a group that start to work together and then you get into a rhythm over the 40 minutes, right? So yeah, it's just landing where it's landing right now. And of course with Polly out, it, it also has uh, a, thought, a thought of um, that consideration as you're looking at the waves.
1: Yeah. And, you know, talk about the poly injury. It was really unfortunate. It came before your UBC road trip and yeah. you know, tough loss on the Friday, but it was really impressive. I thought how you guys bounced back. And I think it's again, talking about those waves and okay, this is what our lineup was with Polly. She can stretch the floor. She can do all these other great things. And then you guys adjusted really well on the Saturday.
2: Yeah. And again, it's, it's frustrating because um, I am, I am pleased obviously with the response Saturday Sadly, a lot of what we were um, would would look like an adaptation wasn't. It was just things executed that were the plans. So sadly, Friday just didn't come to fruition because the messages were very much the same. The positive part of it was that because we were then able to reinforce very clinically the messages that were missed from Friday in the buildup and we and we stuck our ground there as coaches we were able to help and the, and the players obviously listened very carefully and applied it within a few hours of a film session Saturday morning ready to go Saturday during the day so. Adjusting to poly was always going to be a factor. Getting back on the road was probably going to be a factor, given we've been in our beds, sleeping in our beds yeah. since December. Um, there's a lot of possible excuses or reasons. Um, and one of them is obviously UBC are decent. And, you know, we play and misfire and misexecute pretty badly on Friday and still only lose by seven. Um, so, again, a team that's overachieving. So you end up then obviously reflecting on who you are right now. So yes, we were frustrated, um, but I should probably, it, it, it's it's the kind of scenario where you've got a top three team going against each other, and uh, yeah, the split in their place probably isn't that bad on reflection.
1: Are you, you know, you guys coming the, in the winning streak, and then the winning streak gets halted. Are you kind of the coach of like, hey, it's good to get the winning streak out of the way so we can kind of focus more to playoffs, or it's like, hey, we just let's keep this ride going?
2: Yeah, it's funny when when you've been doing this as long as I have, which makes me sound probably older than I actually am. But I've I, I started coaching very young. So I have been doing this for, you know, 25 years. In in essence, um, you, you you care about the wins, obviously, but I don't think about the winning streaks or anything like that. I, I think about winning but it's just that process driven thing in the moment. So it's a funny thing to describe. Like sometimes people have to remind you of stuff. Like I didn't know I played for uh, Maya 40 minutes on Saturday. She was just playing so well. And we're so in the zone. It's just, that's the way you're going. It wasn't like, okay, well, with Polly out, we have to play Maya 40. It wasn't like that. She was obviously trying to make amends for Friday night on a personal level, no doubt. And she was just playing so well, and there was no dip in her form. So uh all the timeouts were used so therefore it was kind of like that and sometimes as coaches we pretend like we know everything and we're doing it and with the puppeteer and all of this and sometimes we're just going with the flow and the zone of it and it's a little bit like that that with winning streaks you know all i was thinking about was the performance and a, and, a, and to prepare the team on friday to win whether that was the ninth win the first win or the 25th win i i, I don't keep a record. <laughs> So you guys are getting here to the playoffs, heading off to
1: UFV and you and the men, it just kind of serendipitous one way or another. You guys are either going to face Alberta or Mount Royal. It obviously could go either way. Obviously there's a little bit of added probably, you know, yeah, we wouldn't mind facing the Pandas because of last year, but obviously, you know, Mount Royal is a great team as well. I'm sure you're not going to tell me either way, but you guys have prepared for both these teams, I'm sure. And, you know, you've beaten both these teams. Is there a little bit on one side of like who you want? And I've said you don't want to probably add any fuel to the fire, I
2: know, but no, I mean, because you do prepare for both, and because we've played both, um, yeah. and they've played us, so the advantage is if you want to really sort of drill down, probably the advantage is just uh, U of A having played at Fraser Valley. Um, yeah. so if they get through and having all that time shooting on those hoops and and Uh, their group staying there and used to that it's 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 the miniest of it's an advantage but it's the miniest of advantages by the time we get to Thursday if they get through and and beat Mount Royal Um, do you counter that with saying that you're rested and therefore you know if we can get to it but I've been in those situations where perhaps the rested team is the rustier team and it takes almost 25 Minutes to get going. I think you'll recall the time we had that, um, you know, the post-COVID year at Calgary, yeah. and we beat Victoria, and then we have Sask, who are obviously destroying everyone that year, and um, we end up being up. I think with it took them till halfway through the third to, to get at us, really, um, and we we were the the team taking lumps that year with all the injuries we had. So it's fascinating what that can look like. Um, so I don't get into that stuff. I just we you know we don't care who we play. Um, yeah there's always going to be a history with both teams to be fair Um, so we just want to produce the best performance we can we know it's going to take something special it always does in playoff basketball whoever you play Uh, there is no easy game or harder game per se just because of the opponent Um, they're all tough you've got three referees that perhaps you haven't seen so adjusting to that quickly takes some maturity and discipline there's just so many variables um, to this one, you know, this one and done or one and move on game. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot different of a playoff than you guys are used to in the past. Obviously, last
1: year you kind of get the upset by the rankings last year and get to have a Canada West game back in Calgary. Mm-hmm. How are you, are you guys attacking a little bit differently this year, knowing that hey, we're in one central spot instead of like hey, if we win this, we get to go back home.
2: Well it's funny because the momentum last year was just um relentless almost, right? Yeah. It's just like uh you know, from actually being on the road in regular season and splitting with Regina to then coming coming back here. Um uh what do we have? Mount Royal for senior weekend, yeah. and then obviously we get into hosting. So then we have Mount Royal playing Winnipeg again the day before, then we play Winnipeg, beat them almost in the last six minutes, if you like. So then you're going back to Regina to play in a semi-final. the euphoria of winning that, which you know now you're in nationals, to then returning to host a conference final as the third-ranked um, team, to then getting up at 1 a.m. the next morning to get on a flight to Cape Breton after picking up a silver medal and feeling pretty down it's like it was just relentless as far as an unforgiving in some ways albeit you wanted to be in all those scenarios um so this one feels very very different um obviously there's a tinge of disappointment that because you're in the top four you're not hosting um the tournament is what it is and obviously it's a it's a fan's delight from that perspective and becomes a little harder for us as teams
1: and a little funner note here before we get out of here, what's been your favorite moment this year with this, with this club?
2: I think, I think it's just, it has literally been this group. This group has surprised me. Um, I, I do mean it. I think we've overachieved, which is wonderful. Um, and back to your comments more towards perhaps where my DNA is at. I've just enjoyed the defensive uh, go after it from this group. Um and there's an irony to it because we're actually number one in the country in effective field goal percentage um, and defensively, uh, actually, Alberta are number one on the defensive side of things. But it's it's just at some point as a coach, when you've been doing this long enough, there's, there's just a, a, a set of basketball you want to watch because sometimes you are the fan particularly in FIBA because you don't get to play call that much as you do in the NCAA. I don't get to call a 30 second timeout and move on the court and just, you know, become the PlayStation coach, right? I don't get to do that anymore in FIBA. So you really are only as good as, 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 as what it is you're trying to imprint across how much of that they, they buy into and grasp and want to be a part of their DNA. So I just have really loved this group um, culturally, they've been really fun to work with. It's been a beautiful group from that perspective. They've uh, they've really leaned into each other and the differences they have and the uh, connections they have, um, and of course, uh, the way they've approached the defense has been special for me. Well, it's been an absolute
1: pleasure to call your group, and I uh, wish you guys nothing Bye. but the best this week. Appreciate it, Josh. Appreciate it, Coach Damien Jennings of the Calgary Dinos. Thank you so much. Cheers. You're what it is, what it do, we are here with guard from the Calgary Dinos, Noah Warden. Noah, how's it going?
3: Things are going great. How
1: are you? Good. Uh, I guess we'll just start off with a really easy question. Uh, talk about the season. What's been your favorite moment so far this season?
3: Uh, honestly, just uh, the 13-game win streak. I feel like the energy was high throughout um the streak, and I feel like before that, we had some problems that we've solved and just with players' roles and uh, people buying in. So I feel like just throughout that streak, it was, it was great vibes in the locker room. And yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the season.
1: Yeah, the really interesting thing is to see how you and Nate have grown as a backcourt. You could tell you guys were kind of just trying to figure things out, even back to the Calgary Classic games that weren't maybe broadcasted. You guys were still trying to figure things out then. And as the season's gone on, you guys are really now in unity in that backcourt.
3: For sure. I would agree with that 100 percent. I feel that. um, Yeah, this is our first year playing together, so um, it's it's normal to have uh, bumps in the start. And I feel that. Um I love playing with him. He's a great scorer, great playmaker, so he helps me out and I try to help him out as much as I can. So I feel like we feed off
1: each other pretty well. What have you like thought about your game that you've improved or had to change around this year?
3: Uh just with me and Nate or just
1: overall? Oh, uh, overall. Oh,
3: um honestly this year I feel like uh well after last year I felt I didn't shoot the ball as well from three as I normally uh, shoot. I, I feel like I practice every day, and it's just like just getting those reps up uh, off the dribble. Um, just different different variations of pull ups and whatnot. So I feel like, um, in the first half of the season I wasn't hitting as much, but uh, this uh, after the Christmas break I've just been. I feel like I've been on a pretty good run, so um that personally is uh the biggest thing
1: yeah that last home game you were really you were starting to real really feel it from downtown just all over the court really <laughs> yeah it felt great <laughs> yeah in the broadcast booth we like to say kind of you're kind of like the closer of the group like you know you, you're you're dish it out you play good defense but then when the fourth quarter comes it seems like then you're just on a different level is that something you kind of do intentionally like to kind of look at you as the team's closer or you're just ready to go at all times
3: uh yeah, honestly, I'm ready to go at all times. I feel like at the start of the games I do feel I'm more of a facilitator. I try to get everybody involved, but I feel that uh the team believes in me and me and Nate at the end of the game to uh, make the right plays and to just be a star and uh and I'm happy that the coaches and the the rest of the team believe in me, so I can just uh do what I'm trained to do.
1: At the beginning of the season, you guys had, you know, you could have almost asked for a better schedule, right? You guys get hit hard, right? The way you're going to U of Vic, you're facing some yeah. tough competition. Then you get the a lot of the home games at the end, and you finish the season at UBC. Kind of talk about that roller coaster of that schedule from the start to the end.
3: No, for sure. Uh, we've had one of the toughest schedules in the in the country. Actually, our RPI is pretty high. Um, like. I felt that first weekend, uh, it was a real uh, eye-opener for us. Like, we lost the first game by 40, or, or almost 40. And then we ended up beating Vic in the second game. Um, and then, yeah, playing Manitoba the weekend after uh, was another split. So, just having those two tough games at the start of the season, I feel like that really prepared us for what we have to, uh, like, what, where the level we have to get to. So... And then just finishing up with UBC, I feel that uh we just needed it to get ready for playoffs. So I feel like our schedule it turned out perfectly as you said, and it is just um I feel like we're ready for the next step.
1: Yeah, and so you guys' this first round playoff match, if you kind of kind of serendipitous with the women, you're gonna either face the U of A, you're gonna face MRU. You've played both teams, and obviously you're ready for either side in rather be a Crow Child Classic or be a Battle of Alberta.
3: Uh, yeah for sure um uh, we played both we swept both and but we can't underestimate uh, any one of them they both gave us uh, some pretty competitive games so I feel like coaches are putting a pretty good game plan on t- for what we should expect if we see either and I feel that as long as we uh, all play our role and buy into the team culture then we should be fine
1: and yeah, you guys really have, which kind which of, as we talked about at the beginning, you guys have really started to kind of bond a lot as a team as the season has gone along. You know, you've seen games, you guys are down, you've been able to bounce back. What has been able to gel this team together so well with the winning streak, now the winning streak's over and going into playoffs?
3: Honestly, it's just, I feel like the winning streak, winning always helps, um, but I feel it's just, just playing basketball like over time like it just I feel like we have we had a lot of new guys this year Uh, like even like Nate Lutz and uh, Marty like they're all transfers or first-year guys playing with the the team so it's like I feel like we just needed time to just um, get used to each other and get everybody on the same page and I feel like uh, like we've done that and we've excelled uh, as you can see
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, high high RPI, as you mentioned, going into the playoffs here in Manitoba. Hope that uh, the best of luck comes your guys' way, and uh, we'll be watching.
3: I appreciate
1: it. Thank you. No awarding guard for the Calgary Dinos. All right, what it is, what it do, we are here with Dinos player Maya Proctor. Maya, how's it going? Good, how are you? Great. So. First off, I've been starting all these interviews with one very simple question. What's been your favorite thing about this season?
4: Honestly, like just the way that our group has come together. It's been a journey for sure, but I think we're at a really great spot with our team and we're at chemistry wise and we know what we want. So yeah, I'll do that.
1: And I talked to your coach, uh, Damo Jennings, the one thing he's talked about is the defensive identity of the, of the team this year. And we know we've talked to you a lot about it on the broadcast, but kind of talk about that team identity of the defensive side of the ball you guys have had this year.
4: Yeah, I think like that's the biggest thing for us. Like our defense is what drives our offense and we take pride in our defense. So when we're um, together and on the same page with that, really like we're playing our best basketball.
1: The backcourt of Amelie and Cohn they're in the top of Canada Western Steels, but I've even seen you now also be really infectious, getting steals, making plays out of it.
4: Yeah. I mean, like the goal obviously isn't to just like back up the stuff with steals, but it's just the kind of pressure that we're putting. And that's kind of what causes the team trouble. It seems so really just like our work ethic and trying to make them feel our presence.
1: The one thing that's unfortunate for this team is obviously going to playoffs. You're going to be without Pauly story. And, you know, you've, I've been able to get a little few extra minutes. have I mean, you put a lot of minutes in the UBC game. How are you approaching now with those extra minutes and taking some of the minutes that Polly would get and extending yours?
4: I mean, I think there's really going about it the same way, just playing the game, how I play and trying to bring what I can to the team to the best of my ability. Um, yeah.
1: What, uh, what have you found that's grown with your individual game this year?
4: I mean, obviously being a fourth year, I think it's just like, experience and just trying to be a voice and the leader for the team and yeah, just giving my all every single game
1: so guys are getting ready for playoffs you got practice today two great matchups against two teams you guys have played before we're either going to have a coach classic or a battle of alberta obviously no different ways to prep for it but like what's your guys game plan overall for the playoffs right now your mindset before you leave for ufv
4: i think honestly the biggest thing is just focusing on us like We know it could be out of team, but really just prepping, making sure that we're prepared mentally. And yeah, we just kind of go about it the same way, giving it our all.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, Maya, thanks so much for joining us here and best of luck in the playoffs.
4: Thank you so much.
1: Maya Proctor from the Calgary Dinos. What it is, what it do. I am very privileged to have one of the top scorers in Canada West, the one and the only player from the Calgary Dinos, Nate Patron. I like to call him the magic, man. How's it going, Nate? It's
0: going pretty good. Uh, just finished the practice, gearing up for playoffs. Team's ready to go. We're excited. We're energized. It's going to be a good time in Manitoba. Yeah. You guys got, what, one more practice before you go, or do you guys head out on the road tomorrow? We have one more practice tomorrow, and then we'll be going straight to the airport from the Jack. So, yeah. Very nice. So, you know, last
1: year you had a redshirt year had the weight in the wind and then the start of this year, you know, I talked to Noah about this already, but a little bit of a balancing act, kind of a new backcourt mate and learning each other. And as the years went on from the Calgary classic till now, I've really been, it's been really, really cool to watch you and Noah grow in that backcourt. What's it's been like developing chemistry in that backcourt with Noah?
0: Yeah. um, It's been like, honestly, as soon as we came in and doing open gyms together, I felt like we had, some sort of natural chemistry um. whether that means he's bringing up the ball or I'm bringing up the ball I felt like our games just really complemented each other and as the season has gone on I felt like we kind of just know each other a little bit better we know where to get uh the ball to each other and yeah I just feel like as the season's gone on our trust has just grown tremendously with each other and um, Hopefully that contributes to uh, a championship here coming up. But yeah, no, he he's been awesome, and like having conversations with him on the court is so easy. We just, I feel like we just had a natural chemistry together when once I came in. How have you
1: felt about your individual game coming from MRU and now being a Dino? How do you think that's translated for you
0: playing in the Jack and growing your game this year? Um, it's been good, honestly. Like. Once I came here, like I learned a lot of new concepts that I hadn't learned at MRU. And so I feel like this past year I'm thinking the game in a different way. And that's just kinda of helped me understand reads instead of just kind of doing the same thing every single time. I feel like I've learned a lot more advanced reads that I didn't necessarily have before. So the translation or has it's, it's helped me quite a bit, honestly, like when I'm getting denied in game, becoming a screener. So yeah, like, I don't know the the change has, uh, has helped me quite a bit just with the coaches and, you know, the environment around, like how we talking before, there's just a lot more resources to, to, um, to help me out. You guys had a very interesting schedule this season, right? You
1: had some really rough games against some really good teams. You were able to beat up and uh, split with Vic. And then you went up and down the road trip. Then you had three home games. You finish off at UBC. Kind of talk about that schedule and playing through it this year.
0: Yeah, uh, we've had so many ups and downs this year. And I think it just shows, you know, like how resilient that we are, like, after we got beat by 40 against Vic, um, you know, I think it would have been pretty easy for a lot of guys just to get down on themselves and think that we have no chance. And same thing against UBC. We just got beat by thirties. but we have such a resilient group that we're never too down on ourselves. Like it's always just about the next day. So there's going to be games where, you know, the outcome obviously isn't, what you want us to be but it's really just how you bounce back and I think we've done a really good job of that. What's been the highlight of the season for you individually or for the team? Individually and the team honestly probably that second game against Vic. Um I think a lot of people wrote us off after one game and just to uh prove a lot of people wrong at, in that second game was great and um it kind of just leapt us forward for the rest of the season. Um, Yeah.
1: And how has it been, you know, coming from Mount Royal, not just by, by yourself, but with
0: Dylan Lutz? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, It definitely would have been a much more challenging transfer if I had to do it alone. Um, So having Dylan by my side, uh, he is my best friend. So it's been awesome. Even with that red shirt year, like, it's made the process a lot more enjoyable. Let's just say that.
1: So you guys are ramping up here, heading to Manitoba pretty fast here for those places we were talking about. And kind of like the women, you'll either get Alberta or you are get Mount Royal. I'm sure you're not going to tell me right now, because you don't want to add any fuel to the fire of either side, but obviously there's one team, there's a history in the past there. And if not, you get a battle of Alberta, but I'm sure you guys are preparing either way for either side, but obviously one side, you know, has a little bit of history for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like, we are preparing for either team. Um, earlier on in the year, they split. And I'm just, I'm excited to watch that game. I think it'll be a really good game. And I think the, uh, like, in years past, I feel like there's been a big gap in talent in Canada West. I think this year, any team can win on every any given night so we're not assuming one team's gonna win and we're gonna face Alberta or mru we're, we're preparing for both so and whichever team comes we know it's gonna be a battle because there's history in one of the matchups and the other is a battle of alberta which is always always intense
1: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned it. It It's so even this year. You know, there's no real favorite. You can look at the bracket and it's been really cool. The one thing about this tournament is there's kind of some March Madness level brackets you can fill out now for it, which is really, really rad. But as you said, like, it's so close between everyone. And there's so many good players, including yourself, throughout Canada West this year. Yeah, I... uh,
0: Like, yeah, like in years past, it seems like there's always... Three or four teams that'll wipe through teams by 30, 40 points, but that's just not the case this year. Like, even when we were playing teams like Trinity Western, who at the time I think they had two wins, like, we were thinking this is a potential playoff team with the amount of talent that they have. Like, there's so many teams like that, that there's no night that we had that is like okay this one this one's gonna be pretty easy like the talent in canada west this year was very serious yeah
1: and uh just to wrap it up just on a personal note nate it's been a pleasure to call you this year uh really appreciate watching your game and hope that uh you guys have some great success obviously in the playoffs and bring back a canada west championship to calgary
0: yeah that's the goal uh, i mean i wish you were calling the game but appreciate it, it is what it is uh yeah, it'll be exciting. Uh, I think that we're ready ready for these next, next three games, hopefully, and bring back that championship to the Jack.
1: Nate Patron from the Calgary Dinos. Nate, thanks so
0: much. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure.
1: All right. What it is, what it do. We are joined by Dinos guard, Amelie Collin. Amelie, welcome. It's great to have you. Thank you.
5: you. <laughs> thanks for having me.
1: So... You, this season, were one of the best defenders individually in Canada West. And, I, you know, talking to your coach, I know he likes to focus on the team side of the game. And you guys do play a great side of the team game. But talk about your tenacity, your individual defense this year.
5: Yeah. Um. Well, I've set my goal at the beginning of the year that I wanted to be one of the toughest, one of the, like, just the hardest player to play against. The better, like, the, the defender and everything. And it can motivate me all season long. Cause I wanted to reach that goal and like, I knew I had the ability to do so because of the last season and everything. And yeah, I just, this is what I like the most playing defense and just getting some momentum, creating stops and just pushing my team go run transition and everything.
1: Well, you can definitely tell that with the way that you play any, any inbounces. (laughs) We knew when the inbounds comes that Amelie is going to go after that ball as soon as it comes in play.
5: Yeah <laughs> I love to do that.
1: Uh, And you kind of seem to be a big part of getting the team defense going. You know Miriam and you were top in steals in Canada West so you were near the top so obviously you achieved your goal but you seem to lead the rest of the team to want to play the defense at the level that you were bringing.
5: Yeah I think just by the way I play my team is just motivated to play defense even like just come with me and this is what creates momentum if I'm if i'm there i'm locked in then everyone will follow and that's what makes us having a good defense we're all just play together and want to do the same thing
1: absolutely so kind of your thoughts on the team this season from the start to the end you guys started on a great winning streak and then split at the end at ubc
5: yeah um it was a lot of up and downs all through the season i think we didn't really have an idea about the season would go at the beginning with all the changes going and everything but I think we really find ourselves to like play together and everything. We unfortunately didn't shoot the ball really well at UBC and it showed, but um, I think we're one of the toughest team of Can Can West and we're just ready. Yeah.
1: Definitely are. What's your thoughts now going into the playoffs? How you guys prepared? How was practice today?
5: We're really excited to do it. We're we're ready for it. We are really happy we have a bye for the first round because it's always something really big going into playoffs. And especially since it's it's a tournament and like we don't have the same amount of game that everyone has. So it's pretty good. And yeah, we're just going as a business trip. We're going to get the job done and just looking forward to get a revenge and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that idea. And you know, you guys will face either Mount Royal for the Crowchild Classic or. The Battle of Alberta, and I'm sure you're not going to say which way you guys want to go. Obviously, like, <laughs> facing the pandas, a little bit of revenge for Canada West, but you guys are obviously preparing for either side.
5: Uh, yeah, we're mostly preparing for Alberta, but we're also ready if MRU is going to be the going to going to beat uh, Alberta, but we're ready both ways.
1: And then finally, Amelie, you know, like I said, it was a great a great season for you, a great team season, but what's been your favorite moment from this season?
5: Um my favorite moment is quite an emotional one. Um but I think like overall it's really that I achieved my goal. Um yeah. I don't know if I want to share my emotional one, but well, uh, my dog know, passed away one day and um left- the morning of a game against TRU and that's when I played my best game I almost had that quadruple double so I just felt like he was there and his name is Kobe Ryan so it was a big part yeah. of of that day yeah
4: well so that's RAP my favorite moment
5: but <laughs> thank you all R- right all
1: right Peter your pup I actually had a broadcast that I did last year when uh my my dog passed away of cancer so you know I, I can uh, <laughs> not the same level going to a game but going to that broadcast or an emotional game for me is that broadcast so I understand the feeling <laughs> of losing a dog. It is a not fun one.
5: No. Nope.
1: <laughs> so, Amelie, thanks so much uh, for giving us your time and uh, best of luck going to U of V this weekend, hopefully, bringing back a championship to the Jack.
5: Thank you very much.
1: What it is, what it do. I am very happy and privileged to have here Javier Romos Isquero. Javier, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Javier, it's been a, a great season. I think the one thing I kept on hearing a lot of whispers for us as we entered into the season is you just uh, had a, tra- a transformation over the off season and obviously put a lot of work into your body.
6: Uh, yeah, like, since, like, um, the players from last year, like, I think it was, like, around February, I just, like, started, like, just logging in in the gym and, like, with the eating and stuff. And, um, yeah, I put, like, 30 pounds or something like that. And I'm hoping to keep it going this offseason. And, yeah, I think he it has definitely helped me.
1: Yeah, you've definitely noticed. This. Specifically, the one thing I would say what I noticed with your game is you're really good at attacking the rim. And it really seems you're either going to go and you're going to get a bucket, you're going to get fouled, or you're going to give an assist to your teammate.
6: Yeah, that's one thing that I'm trying to lock in now for the players is, like, I feel like a lot of times I'm getting to the paint. And, like, I'm just, like, enjoying, like, a lot of help. And I just, like, got to focus more on, like, finding the shooters. Like, especially, like, playing with, like, Nate, Noah, or like, whatever, like, loot, so like, all of the shooters that we have, like, just, like, focusing on not getting too locked in on the rim and trying to spread out to the shooters.
1: How have you found, uh, you know, the two games, obviously coming over here to Canada and playing kind of the North, North, North American style opposed to, you know, the European style that you're probably a little bit more used to?
6: I feel like the Canadian game is, like, very European in, like, a lot of ways. But, like, I don't know. I feel like like the main difference i would say like back home everyone's like just like more bred to just like play the right way like i just like i don't know i feel like here sometimes you find like certain people that like have like a different like play style back home most people just play the same way and just i would say it's like the correct way to play but like yeah i don't know like there's definitely differences but i feel like the canadian game is not like as americanized as the as the game in the states right
1: as for the season this year, how have you felt about yourself individually and as the team? You guys had the winning streak, and you've obviously improved quite a bit as well this season.
6: Uh, like, what was the question? Like, how do I feel about the about the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like the season, like I, I don't know, like like we're just like we like added like Nate and like Lutz and like we we had like some like new rookies and stuff. So like I was like not completely sure like how it was gonna pan out. And after the first game against Vic, I was like, man, like it might be a it might be a tough one. But then like, I don't know, like I feel like especially like after the um, the Brandon game, like after those losses, like we definitely like made an effort to just like lock in. And since then we just found our stride. And I feel like I don't know, we've just been keep getting better. Like, especially like on offense, I feel like our offense has been clicking since then. So
1: yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, you've been a big part of that offense as I was talking about, and you know, I, I would disagree that as the as the winning streak has gone on, and you know, it obviously, unfortunately for you guys, ended at UBC, and now you've started a new one. Hopefully, going to carry that to a championship. But yep. over that winning streak, you guys really have been clicking offensively.
6: Yeah, like I don't know. I think like we just have like a lot of like talent, like offensively, and like we've been just like trying to figure out how to how to just like take advantage of all of the things that different players do well. And I think it's been working pretty well. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like we just have like, like super talented guys on offense. And just sometimes it's like when you have people that can make shots, like some guys in our team can just make it like pretty easy.
1: The one thing I've, you know, gauged talking to your teammates is you guys had a really tough schedule out the back. You got to face Vic right away and you've been very up and down with, you know, good opponents throughout the season. Is that that schedule that, you know, started off really, really hard, and then you had that nice homestand, do you think that somewhat got you prepared for getting ready for these playoffs?
6: I think so. I think, like, it's been good, like, for us. Like, we, like, came straight off the gate, like you said, like, playing against Vic. And then we played against Manitoba, which was, like, also, like, ranked pretty highly. And I don't know. I feel like just, like, getting a taste of those, like, top teams, like, kind of, like, shows you, like, okay, like, the Vikings ranked number one in the country. Like, we beat them. So, like, we know that, like, if we play up to, like, our highest standard, like, we're to that level. So, just, like, I don't know. I feel like it just helps us to be like, okay, like, let's just lock in and let's just, like, do what we know we need to do because, like, we can get to that level if we need to and if we do the right things.
1: Yeah, so in the playoffs, you're going to be either facing Alberta or MRU. It's either going to be a Croshaw yeah. Classic in Manitoba or it's going to be the Battle of Alberta. You guys have played both of them. You know both these teams really well.
6: Yeah, yeah. I think like I don't know either team. Like I think like we feel pretty confident playing, and um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we swept both both of those matchups, and like both of those teams, like I feel like, are a pretty good match up to us. So I don't know. Like we're definitely like like happy that that was like our draw, and like we're excited to play either one of them.
1: And then my final question for you, Javier. What's been your favorite moment from this season?
6: I don't know, man. Like for me, I feel like that that big that big win, like that second win, was just like such a, like a I don't know, just like a swing, like from I, the I day. I keep before, on hearing man, that. Man. Yeah, like that night, man. Like after the first game, it was it was a tough night, man. And then like just I don't know, for us to just get it together and come up with a big win the next day, man. I think that that's probably like my favorite my favorite moment of the season. Like it was a nice feeling, man. After like getting the win, especially like in the home floor, like I don't know.
1: Well, it was a big win against them, and hopefully some more big wins are coming your guys' way. Start with some big matchups coming up here, and uh, best of luck the rest of the way, Javier.
6: Yeah, thank you for the great job you've done all season, man.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Javier Ramos Esquero. What it is, what it do, I am very happy and privileged to welcome in Luis Rels from the Calgary Dinos. Luis, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So Luis, uh, a great season for you individually, First, I want to talk about, you know, and I talked to Coach Damien about it. And he said, you know, there's no intention toward it or whatnot. But interesting, you started the season off the bench with the leading scorer, one of the top scorers in Canada West, and then found your way into starting a lineup. And as I talked to your coach, he said, there's no way I really go with starters or bench or whatever. It's a team effort, how we go. But how did you attack, you know, coming off the bench, being a leading scorer in Canada West, and then eventually get into that starting spot?
7: Um. Yeah, I mean, um, as Damien said, there's not really... Um... We can have people coming off the bench and it's great because we get equal contributions coming in and uh, that's just next man up really so um yeah it's fun to be able to come in and contribute straight away and do my thing but um yeah
1: i've got to talk to a lot of the guards in this team and obviously team defense for calgary has been unbelievable and you've been having a great side of defense on another side. You're getting the steals as well, but you're doing a good job in the paint, getting those blocks and getting rebounds.
7: Yes, I do enjoy rebounding. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Our guards are very tenacious, and um, especially Emily with all those steals. And um, that's how we create our offense, really. when When the guards are up there and causing havoc, it goes straight to our offense. And that's where we love to play.
1: So, what have you thought about your guys' this season so far? You've had you know had the winning streak, and then have the unfortunate loss to UBC before getting a win back. Have you got? How have you thought about your season individually and the team so far?
7: Yeah, well, um, that loss to UBC was unfortunate, but I, I think we learned a lot as a team in that loss and um, came back stronger the next day to get the win. And um, yeah, we've just we've been learning a lot every game, and um, with the schedule, with playing. Back-to-back games here in Canada West. It's you have to learn a lot game to game, and there's not as much contact time in practice. So um, I think we're pretty good at consolidating film with demo and um, learning from our mistakes from really in the film session. And I think we're in a good spot heading into playoffs at the moment.
1: What do you guys think you learned? You know, coming off the winning streak and then, as you talked about, coming back and getting that win against UBC.
7: Um, you mean what we learned between game one and game two? Yeah. Yeah, well, we learned a little bit more how to capitalise offensively. I think um, we had a good defensive game plan going in and um, we needed to execute that better going into game two. But offensively, we were uh, reading better how they were tagging the rollers and trying to get the, the bridge pass out. And uh, we were also hitting better from deep. And we had Lilia and Maya and Miriam hitting uh, hitting their shots. So um, I think we missed out a little bit on Friday and obviously having Polly out Um, It's tough for us, but um, yeah, we came back stronger Saturday. Yeah, and
1: you know, you talk about hitting the shots, Lon. You've done a really good job. You know, the way the game has developed, being able to stretch out, but you've been able to. You know, you were a great three-pointer shooter beforehand, but I found this year you've really, really found your rhythm from uh, from downtown.
7: Thanks. Um, Yeah, I mean, second half of the season, I've over Christmas, I was working on my shot a bit and really wanted to add that. Um, I've always being able to shoot but not so much having the confidence in game to do it um but it's great to have the license from coach and my teammates to you know shoot it in game and if you're hitting it in practice then you can hit it in the game so i'm hoping to add that to my game a little bit more in future years and be more potent from that spot
1: you talked about loving rebounding and you know (laughs) as a fellow player that played post as well i understand how demanding that that position can be at times how has the post play been for yourself against the other post players in canada west this year
7: um, well, I, I love offensive rebounding in particular. Um, so that's where I get a lot of my offense from. Really, is um, from those from those boards and putbacks. But um, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, we've got there's quite a lot of variation in post players. You've got more people that can stretch the floor, and some people that just play inside. So you really have to adjust your game um, from game to game. And um, it's nice also that I have. Uh, developing the skill set to be able to play outside more so I can bring my my matchup out a little bit out of the pain and or I can play inside so hopefully as my perimeter skills develop I can play a little bit more of the fourths position and um, yeah we'll see where we're at but it's, it's good to have the inside back to basket moves and that's kind of where I'm comfortable at the moment so and as you know you get ready for playoffs you're either going to have a pro
1: classic or you know Canada West rematch and both of those teams have quality posts that you're going to be going against
7: yes for sure they they both have strong inside presence so'd um, be interesting to see how that matchup goes and um how they choose to defend us inside and hopefully they'll be ready for the kickouts we've i mean lilia and has been on fire from deep recently so trying to find her and i mean anyone really can hit that open shot so hopefully we can um see their defensive sc- schemes quickly and figure out how to combat it
1: how has practice been going? And I know you guys are preparing for both these squads equally, but it's uh, it's going to be an interesting which whoever you guys get.
7: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's either be a, a rematch of the um, finals last year, playoff finals or MIU um, again. So I think either of them will be good. And um, yeah, it'll be good to uh, get back at U of A really.
1: <laughs> and my final question for you is what's your favorite moment from this season?
7: My favorite moment. Um, I didn't enjoy Pack the Jack. Um, it was fun to have a good showing, and we got the sweep against Trinity. So it was nice having a lot of students there and um, kids from local teams come and watch. And I think it's always fun to get the crowd involved. So Absolutely. That.
1: Well, Louise, thanks so much for your time and uh, best of luck at UFE this weekend.
7: Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
1: Louise Rouse from the Galveston.
4: Thank you for listening to the Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape42.